Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. There is apparently a new suspect in the fabulous uh, Jack the Ripper case. We're all very familiar with the Jack the Ripper case, 135 years ago, would you believe? But none of us know who he really is. Maybe now we do, all thanks to one woman who thinks she may have cracked the case and joins me now to tell a story. Sarah Bax Horton is the author of One-Armed Jack, Uncovering the Real Jack the Ripper. She joins us now. Sarah, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. You will become a very, very uh, famous person if you have cracked this case after 135 years. I'm not seeking fame for myself, but I did want to give a very small piece of history to my police ancestor, Harry Garrett, who was a Metropolitan Police Sergeant who worked on the case. My word. How did you discover you were related to him? I've always been a family history research enthusiast. And in early 2017, I just happened to make the chance discovery that I had a a great, great grandfather who'd worked on the Jack the Ripper case. And that discovery sent me straight to the Metropolitan Police archives to find out more about his 23-year history in the force. My word, have those archives not been poured over? Uh, God, worn out, I would have thought at this point with people trying to solve this case. I have a new prime suspect, Hyam Hyams, an East End cigar maker. And the files on him, because he was... um, Because he was admitted to secure medical facilities, they were closed until over 100 years after his death. And those files weren't opened to the public until 2013 and 2015. And I made my discovery about my police ancestor and had a desire to find out more about the case in 2017. So I was just incredibly fortunate with the timings and to discover a suspect who had distinctive physical characteristics that could be matched to the witness accounts of Jack the Ripper. Right. So you found this this man who, and basically his records haven't been available to all of the people who've been writing books uh, recently, well, in the last 10 or 15 years. Many people saying that it was Walter Sickett who'd, be, who'd become the kind of front runner as, as the most likely uh, perpetrator in all of this. But you found this this new man and had he been a, 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 a suspect originally? We don't know much about the original suspects because the police files have been variously destroyed, weeded out, pilfered from, lost and so on. So there aren't that many uh, of the known suspects who are actually located in the files. He has been identified as a suspect for several decades. However, his medical records were not available and therefore nobody was able to match the fact that uh, he had a very unusual walk or gait. Uh, He walked with bent knees and he had something called asymmetric foot dragging. And he'd also broken his left elbow, which left him unable to fully bend or extend his left arm. And his general physical description, which is noted in his medical files, a man aged 35, five foot seven and a half, 10 stone seven, brown hair, full face, stout and broad shouldered, 
he matches those descriptions. And it was incredibly exciting for me to find that out. Right. So you found that from witness statements back around the time of Jack the River, that they were describing the, the, the man you've, you've just described. And from his medical records, you could see that this man, Heim Himes, was very physically uh, similar to that. And um, he'd been committed to hospital. So what was going on in his life? He had severe epilepsy and he was recorded as being very violent after his fits. And this may explain the periodicity of the Ripper murders. So the Ripper killed five victims in a period of a couple of months. And there has always been debate about why he started, the gaps between those killings and why he stopped. And my suspect, Hyam Hyams, I'm, in my analysis, started in February 1888 with his broken arm and there was a non-fatal attack on a woman of a similar profile to the Ripper victims in February 1888. And he ended with the murder of Mary Jane Kelly in November 1888. And my suspect was actually um, incarcerated. I'm not sure that's the right word. Um, He was admitted to Stepney Workhouse in December 1888 and largely kept in secure medical facilities until his death. Right. So uh, very interesting. So physically could be our man um, in terms of opportunity. He he was around at the time of, of the, the murders um, and, and his disposition, he, he was known as a violent man. Yes. And he was considered to be insane and his epilepsy and insanity and the fact that he was extremely dangerous periodically are what kept him in Colney Hatch Lunatic Asylum, which was one of the most uh, secure uh, medical facilities in England at that time. And do the records say anything else about him? Did he make any statements or anything? Or was there anything to indicate at the time in his records that people elsewhere may have suspected it was him? What I found very interesting was that he was extremely violent when in Colney Hatch. And in fact, he committed violent attacks on his wife who visited him there, medical staff and fellow inmates. And on one occasion, he managed to get hold of a sharpened piece of metal and he attempted to cut the throat of a a medical officer saying, I've done something better than you've ever done. He was paranoia, paranoid, I beg your pardon, He was paranoid and he suffered from delusions and he believed that his wife was unfaithful to him with her own brothers. He had uh, delirium tremens, so severe alcohol withdrawal symptoms, which can cause hallucinations. And he was suspected to have syphilis. The most interesting thing when talking about his paranoia is that his medical notes record a terror of the police whom he believed were following him. And in fact, the City of London police did follow a suspect, an unnamed man in the East End, for three months, probably in early 1889, when Hyam Hyams was actually free. 
Right. So it could have been him. You, a few things you'd wonder if he carried out murders like this, uh, very brutal, very violent, he would have been covered in blood. Uh, and you imagine uh, he was still married at that time, going home to his wife. That that seems like you would imagine somebody somewhere would point the finger at him at that point, wouldn't you? I agree. The Ripper is always recorded as wearing dark clothing, uh, a coat, uh, a jacket and trousers. And this may have helped together with the darkness of the streets and the fact that he was rarely seen either accosting the women or running away, although the the eyewitness accounts do exist and they're extremely interesting in terms of their match to Hyams. The other thing I should mention is that he lived extremely close to the murder locations on Wentworth Street. And when the police drew up a cordon to try to contain the murderer and catch him red-handed, that cordon could not have been close enough uh, to catch him. So he would never have crossed the boundary. Wow. Uh, one other thing, just before I let you go, there, there was talk too of uh, whoever Jack the Ripper was having a fair degree of uh, medical skill. That was what a lot of people thought when they examined the injuries and some of the absolutely dreadful things that he did to these poor victims. Um, had he any skills of that, that kind of level? It's an interesting question, and I debate it in my book. As a cigar maker, he would have been dexterous with a knife and worked with a knife. However, most people of that era would have had much better butchery skills than we have today because they wouldn't have been going to the supermarket to get their cuts of meat. And it's something that I debate. And I also debate there were um, visiting shows in the East End with waxwork women, whereby it was possible to remove their bodily parts like a jigsaw and see how they all fitted together. These were ostensibly for medical purposes and for gentlemen to consult, but they were quite clearly set up for titillation. And this is one of the questions I debate as to whether he might have seen such an exhibit. My God, the Victorian times couldn't have been more interesting, could they? Um, What what an incredible story. Uh, One-Arm Jack uncovering the real Jack the River will be with us uh, soon. And Sarah Bax Horton, thank you very much for joining us. And I'm sure your your great, great, great grandfather would be delighted to see you following in his footsteps. Thank you very much indeed. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.